What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Okay, I want to learn a little bit the locus of the Seder night. Maybe we'll have to relearn it again. We'll give you pieces of paper. Okay, if I could have your sweetest attention, brothers and sisters, time. You know the way we do it? After Pesach and I to go to shul, then I'm taking my family for a walk to get some fresh air. Then we come home, and then my wife says, maybe let's make the table for the Seder, you know, and then very, very, we have time. We take a little bit of rescue before, so we'll be like really relaxed. And uh, then later on we make a Seder. How does it sound to you? I want you to know that the Seder table has to be set, mamish, at least by 12, by 1 o'clock. It has to be set. You know, when the Russian Tsar comes to visit me, I don't wait till he rings the bell and say, hey, listen, Brother Tsar, I'm just about setting the table. It doesn't go this way. Okay. Yeah? I remember as a little girl when I would wake up in the morning on Pesa, that my, it was a treat to, as soon as I woke up, to run to see how, whenever I woke up, the table was already set. Good. That was the first thing my mother would do. Has to be. According to... Nobody is a gewalt. Nobody is a rebbe. According, human, human wants good. But then, according to Samu Kubolim, you should set the table three days before. This is very deep. You know about Martin Teurer, we had Shloshit Kimerak Bola? Three days to repair ourselves. But this is Teurer Shabik Sab. And we'll go into later on. I want you to know all the preparation for Shvuz, for Pesach, 
is all perishable pain. It says in the Torah, don't eat chomets, right? It says, Seder night, we have to eat kompesa, right? The whole thing of the Seder. And the whole thing of your Novi writing the Haggadah for us, right? It's all perishable pain. Added, added, added. So when we got to Torah Shabbat, you see, Pesach is mamish both. It's Torah Shabbat Peh and it's Torah Shabbat right? But three days. I'm just giving you the most important part. But this is only the first day. But for the second day, you cannot set the Seder table during the first day for the second night. Then you have to wait till it's night. Mamish night. We know we have something very important. Do you know that on Shabbos, I am permitted to make Kiddush? Imagine someone, <coughs> someone makes Shabbos very early, from Plakam in Choron, let's say, let's say Lichtbenchen is 6.20, and already 5 o'clock I have Mincha and Marv, and I come home and I make Kiddush before three stars are showing. According to 90% of the poskim, it's 100% okay. Because, you know, by Shabbos is a halacha of Toysus Shabbos, to add to Shabbos. <coughs> <coughs> and also, again, I don't want to repeat myself, but you have to forgive me. Remember, we're learning it, Rabbi Nachman talks about it a thousand times. Is it on or is it that one? Oh, good, good. Yeah. You know, one of the fixings of the tree of knowledge is that she is benching licht. Is a woman benching licht one split second before the three stars are showing? Adding to Shabbos, right? Torah Adding, 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 adding. You see what it is? The tree of knowledge is so dead. Anything dead you cannot add to. I think something you you read to me a dead Torah. What can I add? You tell me a dead story. You know what life is? It's growing. Growing is adding, right? The tree of knowledge doesn't grow. Has no smell. If you remember that the tree of knowledge has no smell. That's why we, right after Shabbos, we, we make Psumim, because I want to be connected to the tree of life. The tree of life smells good. So on Shabbos, I can make Kiddush in Toys of Shabbos. But when it comes to the Seder, I cannot begin the Seder before the three stars. Do you know why? Because there it says in the Torah, for Erev Torah Lomatzes. I mamish, I mamish have to eat the matzah when it's done. <coughs> you see, on the level of Kedusha's Yomtev, Kedusha of the day, I can add. That means when I'm a couple on myself Pesach, let's say the, 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 the Holy Sisters bench licht, it's Yomtev. So I'm not permitted to do anything else anymore. But when it comes, mamish, to the Seder, what's Pesach has to be night. And here's a little bit of a controversy among the poskim. What's about davening Marev, first night of the Seder? 
So is this also part because the night of Pesach, since Marav is also part of the night, it has everything has to be at night, or it's just the matzah. Okay, I leave it up to you. Also, I'm sure you know this. This is very, very important. You don't sit down late afternoon by the Seder and have a big meal. You, you can eat something, you know. You don't have to be completely, completely dying from hunger. You know. But basically, Pesach after 12, you don't have a meal. I mean, if you eat something, you eat something. Everybody eats something in order not to, not to sit by the Seder and think of food. You remember what the Kuzma says, it's better to eat and think of dominating than dominant and think of food, you know? Yeah. Then it's very, very, very important. This is Kaval. The Seder, the table of the Seder must have four feet. First of all, four legs. four legs, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Four feet, four legs, yeah. Walk out of Mamish. You have to write your hagos on Shekhanoch, you know? You know this, who had been Legatkis, you know, like this, he was hagos. Anyway. First of all, you know, <coughs> I mean, those four feet, I don't want to get involved too much in it, but because, first of all, you know, God's, God's, God's wagon, God's vehicle has four, four wheels of four legs. Abraham, Mr. Yaakov, and Dovid HaMelech. But also, you know, the table belongs to the to the woman, you know, preparing the food. So it's the four mothers. You need four legs for the table. And also has God's name has, has four letters. And also something else. The table on which you eat matzah has to stand strong. Mama strong. You know what the difference between a person in exile and a person who is free? An exiled person does everything right but doesn't take a stand. You know what the saddest thing is? I don't want to say anything bad to be Ma'aradin on Israel. What's the problem? On one hand, we're licking the goyim, right? We don't lick the Yidin so much and we don't take a stand. We're winding our way. Take a stand. One time. You know, if Israel would say one time to the whole world, you know, go to hell. God gave us the land. They would stop. Because they would know, you know. Remember the story about this little Jewish boy who went to Catholic school and suddenly was a good student. Remember that? <laughs> the all stupid joke. 
because he saw Jesus hanging on the wall. He says, I see they mean business, you know. <laughs> There's another stupid joke like this. That this Jewish boy goes to a Catholic school. In comes the priest. He says, I give you $100 if you tell me who was the greatest person in the world. So one says, uh, Einstein, one says, Kennedy, Shakespeare. Then a Jewish boy, Moishele, holds up his hand. He says, the greatest man was J.C. So the priest says, what's your name? He says, Moishe. <laughs> he says, <laughs> he says, Moishe, aren't you Jewish? He says, yeah. He says, but business is business, you know. <laughs> Then it's very important, everybody knows, uh, on the table of the Seder, you put two tablecloths. One tablecloth, just over the table, then one more. I know something else, this is very, very important. That, I don't know how rich all of us are, but it's really a custom, Mama she put all the gold and silver you possess, you put it on this. On, on, this, on, on, the, on the table. Because the night we left Egypt, if you remember, we took all the gold and all the silver of Egypt. And uh, you remember the story. Why was there three days darkness? Because God promised Abraham, then we woke up from Egypt, we'll be rich. So God says to, God says to Moshe Rabbeinu, do me a favor. I don't want Tras Sholom Abraham to be angry at me. So Yoma Oysa Zokum Vavon Vino Oysum Kiyamto. Remember you got Abraham and say, Yeah, slaves you made them, that you kept. But to work out which you didn't. So we walked into all the Egyptian houses, give me some gold and so we have nothing. But during the three days, listen to this. Very, very important. During the three days of darkness. You know how strong the darkness was? They couldn't move, none just they couldn't see. It was heavy darkness. We walked into all the Egyptian houses <coughs> and we saw everything they have. Now listen to this. You know what blew, what blew the minds of the Egyptians? They could have stolen everything. But we didn't steal one thing. We walked into the house of the Egyptian and we said, wanna borrow some gold and silver for you? Right? Give it back to you. And they trusted us because they knew we are not thieves. And I want you to know something awesome. If the Egyptians would have not run after us by the Red Sea when they all drowned, maybe we would have given that back to them. I don't know. But they all drowned. But it was such a kiddish Hashem that saw Mama Shiden don't steal. Just imagine, there were nearly three million slaves, and not one of them, you know, take today, you know, the way the world is, when it's dark, they steal, and who knows what they're doing. We would have a strong claim, you know, you're, you're making slaves out of us, you haven't paid us anything for 210 years, right? <laughs> not one thing was missing, right? Okay, but say tonight, I want you to know this is Zerk Kurdish. What's the difference between a slave and a, and a prince? 
A slave takes and the prince receives. He didn't want to take, wanted to receive. And also you see what it is. We didn't take freedom. Freedom is not something you can take. Freedom is a gift from heaven. You have to receive it. I know there are hundreds of stories about the Heide Gerishen, you know, whose mamash had a lot of gold and silver. You know, mamash, Then he said, this is, we were learning it, this is Mamash beautiful, this is Mamash for all the holy Hippolach. It's, it's a custom that you put a lot of incense on the Seder. I don't know what you're doing, but it's beautiful to put incense and flowers on the Seder, sh- on the Seder table. Mamash incense burning? Obviously not just to look at, you know. <laughs> no, no, he's left. Yeah. Yeah, but this seems to be his father's minute, yeah. Oh, now he talks. Yeah, Peter McTorris. <laughs> Okay. However, this is very, very beautiful. This is for you, Dovidler, to Dovidler. If someone had the privilege of writing a sefer, so this is my Ruchushkodl, right? I'm walking out of Egypt with all the Torah I learned, everything I learned from all my sad days of slavery. So all the pain I went through, I learned so much. I imagine someone keeps a diary of all his mamish. The Shoma traveling, right? So you put this also on the Sedishes. Because the question is, after you walk out into freedom, what did you gain by it, right? Ah, I gained so much, I learned so much. And if you wrote it down, you put it on the Sedishes, right? Then something very special. Imagine you have domestic help, and then, you know, you feel like going to the beauty parlor air of Pesach, and you tell your domestic help, can you please get to say the, the table for the Seder together? No. I mean, an emergency. But, Mamish, it's the greatest privilege. It is the greatest privilege to do it yourself. I'm not sure now, but, but something, I remember something, that the Heilige Krishna himself would put all the gold and silver on the on the seder on the table. Then there's something very special. Again, I don't want to press anyone or say anything, but basically it says that all the holy women who prepare the table of the seder should go to the mikveh before. Sikhabalzi, huh? I know in Bobov. The Heilige Rebetzin, I remember, Erev Pesach, when the Bolvar Rebbe came, they made a mikveh. So, Mamash, I remember Erev Pesach, because the mikveh, then suddenly was a big sign with the mikveh. From two to four, the Rebetzin is going to the mikveh. Yeah. So, if you can. Okay. 
And there's one more very, very important thing. One second. One second, one second. Just learn one more very important thing. Then I, mean, I would like to learn a little bit more inside. You have to wear white by the Seder. You mamish have to. That means women should wear white dresses. Again, I mean, you <coughs> <coughs> if you don't have to, you ha I mean, if you don't have it, you have it. But if you can. And men should wear a kittel. But this is, again, like only after they get married. And I really don't know why, but this is what it is. Okay, here are two, two Torahs, which are very, very important. One say they can wear a kittel. You know, when do you wear a kittel? God forbid, we should all live long and happy. But God forbid, if a person dies, what, uh, what is he wearing? A kittel, right? White. So say the night, and I want you really, this is the deepest. Say the night, you're wearing a kittel. On, on an outside level, let's remind ourselves, you know, when we think of God forbid leaving this world is not to make me sad, but to make me aware that you have to do something while you're here. You remember learning that on one hand it's heartbreaking that we don't live forever? On the other hand, just imagine I would live forever, right? I meet a girl, I like her very much, take her number and I says, you know, I think I'll call you in 100,000 years. I live forever right after I right? How <laughs> sound to you? What's the rush? <laughs> In the morning or the afternoon, right? I want to learn, I want to learn the whole shots. What's the rush? I tell Dovetel, you know, two million years from now, let's meet in your schlein. I'm going to learn. On one hand, it's heartbreaking that we're not living forever. On the other hand, life became so much more concentrated. Because it's so deep, you know. Life has become so much more deep in a certain deep way. So, Saturday night, we are wearing a white kittle to remind ourselves that, but then, I don't like this so much. It's a little bit. I mean, I'm sitting there with a sailor, thinking, oh, you're very about, you know, 100 years from now. God forbid, you know. It doesn't sound good to me. 
This is really good. Remember, we are learning the whole time that Pesach is the tree of life. <coughs> you know why we were white when, when we leave this world? And really, I want you to open your hearts. It's the deepest. There's a hallmark like in the Zohar. What were the colors of our three holy fathers? According to, to one, in the Zohar Kosh says, Avroma Venus color was trellis, was blue. Yitzchak was red. And Yaakov was green. And there's a whole Torah, you know, Ramendel the Volker, the silent Rebbe. His color was green. Green is growing. And there's a whole story thing I shared it with you. His grandson was also called Ramendale, who was like almost like his grandfather. Like. Awesome. And this is a die which was written by his daughter. It was never printed, and I only had the privilege to get this diary for one night. One of the war games like, gave it to me. I had to promise him I'll give it back the next morning. I tried to read as much as I could. So she writes like this. Everybody knows that my Zayder, Amanda the Volker, his color was green. Everything in the house was green. And she says, my holy father was named after my Zayder, Elder Zayder. Everything is green. God bless you. Then she says, my holy mother died. My mother was so beautiful. When she spoke, she was so soft and so sweet. And you know, I don't want to say anything bad. In those days, rabbis never, you know, especially when Nebuch, a rabbi's wife died and leaves him with a few children, then the chassidim got together and they marry him off as another rabbi's daughter, you know. <coughs> so one day my father came, it says I was eight, and he comes and he says, I got married again. And the woman walks in. First of all, her voice. Whew. So loud and so... I couldn't understand how my father could marry such a woman. And then she says, she walks in and says, I don't like green. So she says, eight years old little girl. She says, I knew right away that she is not my father's soulmate. Unbelievable. And then she writes that every night I was crying in my sleep. I couldn't understand how my father can live with such a woman. She didn't give any ounce of COVID to my father. She mistreated us, the children. She didn't hit us, but it was terrible. And I couldn't understand my father. And I saw Mama, she's completely never withdrawn, so broken. One day, she wasn't there anymore. And that night, for the first time again, my father came to sit on my bed. And he says to me, I know how much you have suffered. I just want you to know I divorced her today. Because she was not my soulmate. She said, I was so proud of my father. I was so proud. Then he says, she says, I was already nine. One day my father came with another woman. Her voice was so sweet, 
And when she walked in, her mama she knew she is my new mother. And my father says to her, what's your favorite color? She says, green. Ah, <laughs> it's my father's soulmate. So sweet, you know. Unbelievable, awesome. I don't know why they never gave it to be printed, you know. It's the sweetest. See, it's not miracles of the rabbits, but like Mamish, the down-to-earth, their family life, it's so sweet, you know. So Yaakov was green. But then there's another sheet in the Zohar, which is awesome, that Yaakov, the Avrom Avinu, was white. Yitzchok, everybody agrees, is red. Then, and Yaakov is Tcheres. Anyway, <coughs> what's white all about? You know what we do? We paint our face all the time. Basically, white is not a color. Red, white is not. White is. Red is a color. Green is a color. White is not a color. It's beyond all colors, right? You know what paganism is? And I'm not talking about idol worship to bow down before a piece of wood. Nobody's doing that. You know what the Pshisko says? Imagine that the Pshisko Torah. Someone asked him, what's, what's real pagan? What means don't worship idols today? He says, I'll tell you, he says. <coughs> said to this, obviously, with something. He says, you want to be a rabbi, right? That means you want people to think that you're a holy man. And here you're sitting Friday night, and your wife gives you soup, and you're burning up to have a second time soup. But then you say, hey, I want people to think I'm holy. So he says, no. This is endless of paganism, he said. You worship yourself. You paint yourself with something you're not. That's paganism. You know, all of us, we have painted faces. You know what Satanite is going out of exile? <coughs> to wash off all the paint. I don't want to say anything bad, but you know, look at around today. This one is painted orthodox, this one is painted conservative, this one is painted reformed. It's all paint. It's stupid paint, right? Maybe you wash them off. It'll be all the same, right? It's all paint. <coughs> Someone told me an unbelievable story. He said getting involved in conservative reform. There was a big convention, and uh, first was this uh, orthodox rabbi, and the conservative rabbi, and then the reform rabbi. The reform rabbi once learned in Masifta Torah so he was his, his mind was sharpened. So he says uh, to the reform rabbi, who's your president? He points out to this heat. He says, hey. He says, uh, uh, are you driving Shabbos morning to the synagogue? He says, yes. Then he says to the conservative, uh, who is your president? Uh, he says, this one. He says, are you driving? You got to go. 
I miss you. Can you give me your number? Good. Thank you for coming. Are you bringing her tomorrow? Okay, but thank you anyway. You hear, friends? It's very clever. So then the Reform Rabbi said to the Orthodox Rabbi, who's your president? And he says, Moshe Rabbi. He says, how do you get Shabbos morning to the synagogue? He get all red in the face. <laughs> anyway, he admitted he, he was driving till two blocks before the shul. So he says, what are we fooling each other? What are we fooling each other, he says. Why, why don't we make peace, you know? He says, Do, does anybody here think we shouldn't keep Shabbos? You think my president doesn't know that we shouldn't drive on Shabbos? And doesn't your president from your other lecture know that he shouldn't drive on Shabbos? But anyway, it was, it was a good meeting. All this pain, right? I want you to know something. Sometimes you meet people that are so painted, you know. What's the most beautiful thing when you meet a real person without paint? No paint. I'm sure we have it. You know, children have no paint yet until, God forbid, Mom should send them to school or they have to have the paint of a good student or they have to have the paint of a devout student or they have to have the paint of a wild student. It's all paint. Say the night we were white. I want you to know paint smells with death. Because anything which isn't for real doesn't last. And here comes the deepest toilet. And basically, you know, it's a Torah from Ishbet, it's so deep. I don't want to get involved in it's a play on words. But he says the coin is blessing us that the brochus shouldn't be painted. God blesses us all the time. But when you are painted, God sends you a painted brochus. Brochus, the way, what level you are, that's how the blessing comes. So it says that the, the blessing of the coin is that the brocha should be managed for real. You know, means the patient brocha, it's not really a brocha. Just looks like one, right? You know how many times we are disappointed because we thought it's the greatest thing which happened to us? Then it wasn't. It was just paint. But then the deeper steps. Say the night we mamish abolish death. Because the moment we eat the matzah, who's a tree of life, and then suddenly I realize, I don't have to weigh the kittel anymore after 100 years. From now on, the kittel on the country, this kittel becomes a symbol of life. The kittel, you know, I remember I always tell people, why does a chosen wear a kittel by the chuppah? You know, you know what he says to the color? Because of you, because of you, I never eat the tree of knowledge. Because the first chava made me eat the tree of knowledge. Ah, because my chava gave, gave me only food from the tree of life. So I don't have to wear the kittel after I leave, after a hundred years. On the contrary, I'm wearing it now to the wedding. 
But then he comes to the Sochich of the which is a little bit morale and a little bit Sochich. <coughs> you know who wears white? The high priest when he walks into the Holy of Holies. You know what that means? You know what it means the Holy of Holies? It's a little bit like the first uh, to be so real. You know, when Aaron O'Connor walks into the Holy of Holies, why doesn't he ask for forgiveness? Because when he walked into the Holy of Holies, it's clear to him, if I did something wrong, it didn't come from the deepest depths of me. It didn't come from the real me. It was outside stuff. The world made me do it, the environment, all the stupidity I picked up. Say the night, I'm much like the high priest in the Holy of Holies. But then he adds something more. You know, children are completely untouched by the world yet. So their heart is much the Holy of Holies. So say the night when I'm giving over to my children that there is one God, I'm much have to wear white like the high priest. This is the way to go out. Because everybody knows the whole Seder is the God of the Bin Chabayim to give over to my children God knowledge. You see, on Shavuos, I'm teaching Torah to my children. But my children don't ask me first. I'm not, they're just passive. They're learning, I teach them. Seder night. Oh, Seder night is so deep. Because, you know something, when I want to tell something very, very deep to a person, I cannot walk up to him and tell them, I want to tell you something very, very deep. But if they ask me, means their heart is open, then I can tell them the deepest, deepest depths of the dial. These are the deepest, deepest, deepest depths of Yitzchadis. Anivel HaMalach, Anivel HaStor, Ela Kudoshboa Vachwede Ba'atama. So the Heilige Sochotshuva says that Satan night is Mamash when they give over to our children. And you know what it is with Arana Coin? You know, Moshe Rabbeinu gives us a title. <coughs> What's Arana Coin calling out to Shemam Farash? Because Arana Coin is the master of giving us over God knowledge. Yeah? That could be, yeah, 100%. And um, obviously we have gold also because some of the begotten of the coin were basically gold, yeah. Hey, we have the highest guest in the world. Come here, I missed you so much. He's the cutest brother in the world. Hey, what is it okay, Oti? Can't. Are you He is the cutest brother. Come here. Enchamusag,
what's going on? We have only five minutes, but who cares? Okay, then we have a few more minutes, yeah? This is also very important, and we may not have a chance to learn the whole thing. But everybody knows Satan night, when we eat, you have to lean on the left side. And this is so strong that according to most, imagine I eat matzah and I didn't lean. And then suddenly, after I coming, say the night, I go to sleep, and I realize I didn't eat matzah leaning. I have to get up, put my pants on again, wash, take a matzah. <laughs> wash my hands, and I have to eat matzah again and make alakhilas matzah. Yeah. Give up. Okay, maybe we'll learn this tomorrow, but I just want to give you a taste. When you eat more, you don't have to lean back. Because more is a symbol of slavery. So you don't have to lean back. When it comes to koyach, it's really machloikas. Because we eat more and matzah. Because of the more, I shouldn't lean. God bless you. Because of the matzah, I should. But basically, most can agree that by koyach, you know, when I put matzah and the more together, I should lean. But then there's again a big controversy. Besides the matzah, okay, by kalpas, the first thing you eat, radishes, you don't have to lean back, only from the feast on. The question is, do you have to have the whole feast leaning back? That means the hasseva is mamish, the whole, everything, say the night, besides more, has to be done by hasseva, or it's just like matzah in the Afrikaner. Okay, now I just want to give you one three tire. Basically, Haseva is really a little bit arrogant, right? I'm sitting here like I'm the Tsar of Russia. Oh, this is so deep and so beautiful, Ramesh. You know what our problem is? We don't know anymore what humility is. And we don't know what arrogance is. Have no idea. We always do it at the wrong time. We are arrogant at the wrong time, and we are humble at the wrong time. You know something? If I am arrogant, God bless you. Just remember what the Belzerebbe said. We learned a thousand times. When God gives you something, you can be proud of it. When you do something, you should be humble about it. If I were to tell you, you know, I want you to know I got out of Egypt, was my idea. I gave God the idea of getting out of Egypt. It wasn't your idea. Why must you give to God? So here, a lot of rabbis say that. That what we need fixing most is our arrogance. And the Gemara says, "Column is goy, kilo When you're arrogant, it's like worship my idols. You make yourself bigger than you are, right? Just remember, friends, say the night is the utmost wiping out of idol worship. Egypt was a seat of pagan worship. 
and setting out and getting out of every billion ounce of pagan worship. And one of the most terrible pagan worships is worshiping myself, making myself arrogant. But Mamish has saved Yeah, I'm sitting arrogant, but there's so much holiness. Say the night when the yeet leans back. It's not me, Schleimer, being big. It's not Moshe, it's not Yanko. It's Mamish, Yidin, thanking God, Moshe, master of the world. Mamish, thank you so much for making kings out of us, taking slaves and making kings out of us. What a privilege. And it has nothing to do with the Torah, I just want to mention my father. Um, I think I shared with you, when we were little kids in Vienna, one day my brother came home and he was crying. Must have been maybe six years, seven years old. And said enough, it began already. He says, I walk on the street and kids yell at me, called me dirty Jew. I was crying. And he says to my father, was I supposed to call them back dirty guy? And my father put my brother on his knee, I'll always remember it. And my brother says to him, you know, if he calls you dirty Jew, and you call him back dirty guy, then you're the same like him. So my father says to him, you know, a slave, when someone assaults him, he gets wild and suspect. A prince, prince ignores it. Because the moment you, you respond, it means it reached you, reached you. You know, prince. Someone calls you dirty Jew? Okay, he doesn't know what a Jew is, I'm sorry. You know, say the night, you know, Hedon, you know. And not this stupid American talk, I'm proud to be a Jew. Stupid, right? I mean, mamish. You know what Rabbi Nachman says? Do you need more arrogance than praying, telling God what you need? Talking to God and believing that He listens to you? Isn't that the most awesome arrogance? And you know what the biggest, most awesome arrogance is? Torah here, Moshe Rabbeinu brings down the Torah from heaven. And I, 3,800 years later, I'm adding to the Torah. I'm so sorry. Should I hold you more strong? Okay. You hear, friends? You know, it's not to be believed. Rabbi I was talking about it a lot of times. You know, Toysus asks the question, it doesn't matter. <coughs> In a thousand years after Toysus, I can give a test. Isn't that arrogance? But Kival, what a holy arrogance. Ah, Kival, you know. So he says his Savior is Mamish, the deepest fixing of arrogance.
Then there's a whole big Torah. If a waiter is supposed also to eat the Haseva. Because maybe a waiter, because he's serving you, say the night, so maybe he's really a little bit of a slave, right? There's a whole controversy for the poskim. Well, then they said that if the master of the house insists they should eat Haseva, that means it's not, you're not my slave, right? Give out, right? And um, no women, women no, 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 listen to me, this is unbelievable. Yeah, give out. But today, all the women are kosher, yeah. He says, Mamash, very down to earth. There was a time that said, you know, women were not so important. So the women were not sitting lean. But today, he says, every woman has enough pride that she can eat per seven. Unbelievable. <laughs> the Shkhanoch, I mean, the, the Paskim. That also is in saying that there was a time when women weren't suffering from the negative pride that men were. Could they also didn't be. Need to lean because they didn't need yeah, to Yeah, possible, yeah, could be. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll tell you what, you know, you're 100% right. You know what it is? Because the women, since they didn't make the golden cap, because isn't it the biggest arrogance to say that you know who God is? What chutzpah, right? You know, today, have you ever seen those missionaries, they come and talk to you and they say, I know God. Do you know God? You know, sometimes I walk on the street and a cute little missionary comes up to me and he says, Do you know God? What chutzpah, right? Can you imagine the Baba Shrebe coming up and he says, you know anything about God? I know God. You know, I once walked on the street when I was too close to Lubavitch. I walked on Eastern Parkway. And there, a little Yiddish, you know, like Moshe the tailor asked me, where are you going? I said, I'm going to Lubavitch Rebbe. He says, Rabbi Schneerson? I said, yes, he says, I know the guy. You know? <laughs> you know what it means he knows the guy? I know his name. I know where he lives, right? You call it, I know the guy, right? What does he know? Right? So I know, I know there was one God, I know where he lives, hopefully. So you're right, because the women did not make the Egel Azov. Their pride maybe was never, was never so violated, like, like by us men, sadly enough. It's true, there's a whole thing, I don't know, according to psychology, but who is more into bragging, men or women? Let's learn one more thing, we have a few more minutes. Can I leave? Yeah, where's he going? Ah, good, good, good. Okay, this is very important. When you sit with your Rebbe, you need Mamish permission from your Rebbe to tell you to sit by Sabre. But uh, if the Rebbe didn't give you permission, then you should not lean. This is also very important. Listen to me. 
when we wash and we eat matzah, you have to eat two possessions. One for Hamoitzu Lechem and Oz, right? Because it's Moitzu, right? And then for Matzah, right? First you make Hamoitzu Lechem and Oz. Yamukhui Vedimon Kazai. Then you say Alakiras Matzah. Just remember, the first time you eat Matzah, you have to eat Mamish two Kazaisim. You know, some people take a little crumb and they think they're Yotzah. Has to be Mamish a big piece. The question is only the first Kazais I eat for Hamoitzu Lechem and Oz. And the second kezayis I eat, I eat for Achilles Matzah. Do I have to eat the first kezayis also by Hasebe? Because this, I'm not eating it on the level of Matzah, I'm just eating it on the level of, of, of bread. I said, I'm going to let So it's a big machlok, it's a But one thing they agree, that if... Ah, you're back. But the Chazerat, You hear, friends? Every, everyone that possibly agrees, if I didn't eat that Bathsheba, I don't have to I don't have to start over again. But I should. <coughs> what is Apikaiman? If you come in mamish, if you come in, you have to eat Vaseva. But again, there's a big controversy. If you ate the first kazais of matzah Vaseva, and then you realize you didn't eat if you come in Vaseva, if you have to go back and eat Vaseva or not. But this is only before benching. After the benching, that's it, and it's finished. <coughs> The four cups, the four cups you have to drink cleaning back. Yeah. Okay, just, I know we don't have time right now to go into it. Everybody knows that the four cups are for, the three matzahs are for Mitzvah And the four cups of wine are for the four holy mothers. So, okay, the first, when I make Kiddush, a mamish declared there is one God. Sora was mamish the master, the master of, of non-pagan, of non-pagan. She was the wife of Avram, non-pagan. And what you know, something awesome deep, which is cutting right through. You know, Sora was so beautiful. Sora looked exactly like Chava before she was driven out of paradise. So Sora could have been a little, have false pride. You know? Sora <coughs> was mamish completely cleansed from pride. You know, Avraham Avinu said to Sora, was that getting him up in the depths? He said to Sora, I want you to know that I know how beautiful you are. Not so simple, right? So the first cup of wine is Mamish, the cup of our Holy Mother Sora. And you know why Sora, by our Holy Mothers, all the Yiddish gift comes from our four Holy Mothers? 
because our four holy mothers cleansed, cleansed the deepest, deepest depth of our being. Okay, Sora, Sora is cleansing us from pagan worship. Then comes Rivka. This is all Torah. Rivka was the biggest master of knowing what is truth and what's a lie. It's a little like when I learned before. You know, Esau, when he came to the house of Yitzhak, you think he, he walked around with a whip? He walked around with a streimel and a big gazel, right? Ah, let's get out the facts, not sure, right? And you know something? That I don't know about involved in Yaakov and Esau, but everybody knows that Esau. The Gemara says the Mashiach is coming. Esau will sit down next to Yaakov. And nobody will believe it's Esau. But then the Rabbanshu will come and he throws him out. That means it's mamish, heavenly, to look through all this is all a lie. Right? I mean, take civilization today, you know, Esau. Looks so beautiful, so human, devout, right? The biggest fake in the world, right? America, right, was there, democracy, right? I once heard a rabbi, should forgive me, he says, the Torah is beautiful, but now that we have a democracy, we don't need the Torah anymore, right? First of all, stupidly, if there's anything good democracy, because it's based on the Torah. But just, Rizke is the master of the truth. She's the master of Brochus. Rizki knows exactly Rizki knows who is the one to, to lead the world and who is not good for, to lead the world Rochel <coughs> everybody knows is a care Sabai Rochel is the master of Panosa remember Yosef Atzadik was feeding the whole world basically Yosef Atzadik you know Rochel Imenu is a care Sabai she was do you know how they divided the household by Yaakov Avinu? Rochel was in charge of the kitchen, and Leah was in charge of the children. Leah was in charge of the diapers, and Rochel was in charge of the food. I mean, this down to earth, right? In heaven, this is the deepest depths, right? Okay, so the third cup is our Holy Mother Rochel. Panosa. You know, Mamish. Panos not only physical what they eat. Rochel knows the secret what keeps me alive. We all need something which should keep us alive. The question is, is this mamish what you need? We were learning before, like Chomotzamatsu, right? You know, you can have everything and inside be completely empty. Completely empty. You know it says, you know what God's when you eat when you are blessed by God pronounce comes from God then your heart is so full it's possible to have everything and be completely empty a holy mother Rocho is the master mamish of filling your heart mamish filling us up then comes the holy mother Leah Leah is the master of redemption. 
She's the mother of Mashiach. What do we know, right? Okay, folks, anybody wants to tell me something about Dobbin? You want to say something fast? Don't tell me anything. One thing I was thinking of, and maybe something we can we can focus on a little bit tomorrow. You said earlier about the the woman and the fixing she does uh, in the house and, and so on, and uh, <coughs> different people you spoke to that, that say you know they feel like they're helping. Yeah. And because you said that Pesach was so much inside, and how patients you have to have a house for it. And I thought that the thing mm. that I mean, for the most part. The, the man, I mean, symbolically, maybe today in the world less so than, than before, most of what he's doing that affects the house, he's doing outside of the house. Yeah. And so you don't really see it. And, uh, and the, the woman who's in the house, in a sense, is working it inside. And you see everything. Ev- everything shows. It's mm-hmm. inside, and yet it all shows. And he's sort of all outside, and yet you don't, you don't see any of it. Uh, you know, when you're when you're inside, and uh, I mean, I was really, really struck by by that, and then the role that that uh, somehow when you brought that up about the leaning, they made me uh, hmm. made me think more of that, understand what that's about. Of when we do things on the inside, and it shows on the inside, or how many of you are trying to do things on the inside, and we want it to show on the outside, or people are trying to do things on the outside, and they, I don't know, they, they just. There was something hmm. there that, that seemed to hit uh, a uh hmm. You sure you want to say something? Maybe you have some fast title for me, huh? This one is that I was thinking about the fourth the fourth leg for the table. Yeah. So that we know that um the only thing that'll change like the alphabet is the words that will give it to the life order. The only thing that will change the alphabet in Tantum is that the shin, instead of having three legs, will have four legs. Uh-huh. So it's on Seder night, you want to connect to that Torah, that you're talking about the Torah of the Mashiach. This, this rosh of the Alphabet that is uh-huh. beyond where we are right now. Hmm. That connects with that. Is that, that Very nice. Throughout. I mean, this is what we have to start with physical. We have to bring things into the world that's trying to action. What do you say, Anything. Yeah? <laughs> Tell us anything good, give out. Tell us to ask a question. What? Who? Yeah? You want to ask me something? Or you want to tell me something? Yeah? Oh, I'd be so honored if you ask me. The mama?
מדוע פרעה רצה שהילדים יהיו עבדים שלו? אני אשאל אותך שאלה פשוטה, מדוע גנב רוצה להיות גנב? מדוע גנב רוצה להיות גנב? בגלל שהלב שלו הוא לא טהור. אדם שלא טהור, שהוא מלא רע בלב, הוא רוצה רק להרחיב לאחרים. אז פרעה לא מאמין בבני אדם, הוא רק מאמין שהוא צריך לעשות כסף, הכל בשלו. אצל פרעה שום אדם לא קיים, רק הוא קיים לבד. הוא רואה אותם? כולם היו מושחתים לגמרי, לצערי הרב. אבל ברוך השם, עכשיו, אחרי שיצאנו ממצרים, לאט לאט אנחנו מתקנים את העולם, אני מקווה. וגם אתה תתקן את העולם, נתן. אתה יודע, חילוק, אנחנו, עם ישראל, אנחנו ממש נותנים לתוך עולם, מאירים לתוך עולם שבן אדם הוא... הוא, אדם הוא דמותו של הקדוש ברוך הוא, בצלם אלוקים. אתה מבין אתה? אצל פרעה אדם היה כמו חמור או סוס, רק יש לו שכל וחמור אין לו שכל, אבל בעצם הוא אותו הבריאה. אז חמור עובד, אדם שהוא גם כן יעבוד בשבילי. וכך פעם משה רבנו ולימד אותם לא, אדם הוא נברא בצלם אלוקים. אבל אני נורא שמח שאתה שואל אותי, someone told me that his kid asked him, how could they leave Egypt they had a job? anyone to say something fast or slow? okay, that's it. Manishtan is tomorrow. Thank you so much. Thank you.
This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.